Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandy. We're continuing today with number four in our series on Continue in the Word of God. We're going to talk about what are the cares of this world. What about the necessities of life that come along and choke the Word of God? That's Satan's intention is not to just get you, but get the Word out of your life. Let's find out how to counteract that and stay strong in the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome back again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Good to have you here today. I have been teaching for the past three lessons on the subject of continue in the Word. We started off with the parable in Mark chapter 4, verse 13 through 25, describing the four different types of ground and the sower. Let me just quickly recap the four types of ground or people that come to church. And all four types of ground are believers. The sower is not Jesus, it's the pastor. If you're a pastor watching right now, then this applies to you. You are the sower. So well, I thought Jesus was the sower. No, he was the sower in Matthew 13, where it talked about there, it mentioned that the son of man is the sower, but he was sowing the gospel. In this particular parable, you're sowing the word. It says there, he sows the word. And so the word is sown by the pastor. And if this is not, again, to get a person saved, it's to make disciples out of converts. The gospel is what turns a person into a convert, but then it's the word that turns them from a convert into a disciple, a stable believer. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. It's what brings upon us sanctification, walking with God, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 33, 6, wisdom and knowledge, that's the word of God, should be the stability of your times and the strength of your salvation. How do I become stable in the Christian life? Wisdom and knowledge. How do I become assured that I'm born again? How do I have strength of salvation? It's the knowledge of the word of God. And so this key parable actually had a key verse. And the key verse was verse 23. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. Present linear action in the Greek. Let him keep on hearing. Let him keep on hearing. Let him keep on hearing. Good times, bad times, poverty, riches, food, no food, um, angry, happy, all the moods that come on us, all the circumstances we face. What's the key? Keep on hearing, keep on hearing, keep on hearing. We have other verses that deal with the same thing. Acts chapter two and verse 42, the very first verses we went to, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. They continued steadfastly in the minister's teaching that they gave. In other words, they kept on going to church. In fact, we're told there in Acts chapter two that they met daily in the temple. John chapter eight, verse 31, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. So we continue steadfastly continue steadfastly, keep on hearing, keep on hearing, keep on hearing good times or bad times. Listen, we quit looking around us and deciding whether we're going to quit studying the word of God or continue studying the word of God because of people. No, they have nothing to do with it. 
because your pastor follows God or then one day just resigns up and walks off. You don't quit because he quit. No, why? Because never will Jesus in heaven resign his position. We're not here to learn more about the pastor. We're here to learn from the pastor more about Jesus and set our attention, our focus on him. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. This is the key thing. So we continue in the word of God. So continue, continue, keep on hearing, keep on hearing, keep on hearing. Then we went from there to chapter two of 2 Timothy. We talked about the four different types of vessels found in the church. And their admonition to Timothy is the pastor, who's the seer, sower of the seed, and to the four different types of vessels that were there. And just like back in Mark chapter four, we had uh, there, we had hard ground, stony ground, thorny ground, good ground. Now in this one, we have, uh, we have vessels of gold and silver. We also have them of wood and of earth, and so clay pots. But each one can become better. And so, you know, it's interesting too. I think it's interesting. People say, well, yeah, I can't help it. God just made me a dab of dirt. God just made me that earthen vessel. I'm just gonna stick with what God made me. I know he did. He made you that originally to start with, but you don't have to stick with that. No, it says if any man will cleanse himself from this, he can become a vessel of honor. He mentioned there in there that some of those vessels were to honor, some were to dishonor. Well, the dishonor would be the, the dirt one, you know, and then the one that's made out of wood, and then the ones to, you know, that would bring respect to the Lord and all that. Vessels of honor would be the silver and the gold one. But it says on there, if you cleanse yourself from this, you'll make yourself into a vessel of honor. It's up to you to change your life. It's up to you using the word to change your life. The word will move you from a a vessel made out of clay to a vessel made out of wood to one made out of silver than a one made out of gold. You can move from hard ground to stony ground to thorny ground to good ground. You just keep on progressing in the things of God. So next of all, your heart is also the key. The heart is the only changeable thing in that entire passage of scripture, in that entire parable. You are the one responsible to make or break the maturity barrier. That's why he said in Mark 4, 24 and verse 25, take heed what you do here. With what measure that you measure it out, it will be measured back to you again. To you who hear, to you who keep on hearing, more shall be given. But for he who has, to him shall be given, and he who has not, from him shall be taken even that which he has. I know what you're thinking. What's all this have and have not? What's all this hearing, not hearing? What's all this stuff talk about? Let's go back and qualify that because this is not a complicated verse. Notice what it says again in verse 24 and verse 25. Take heed what you hear. There's many voices in this world and none of them without significance, but you have to understand with all the voices going on around you that you have to focus in on what God is saying. How do you focus in on what God is saying? You focus in on what the word has to say. You keep hearing the word. Take heed what you do hear. For what measure that you measure it out, that's the seed of the word of God and used in your life, it'll be measured back to you. And to you who keep on hearing more, Keep on hearing. He said to you, more shall be given. More what? More blessings of life. More prosperity was mentioned in that verse of scripture too. More of joy, more of fullness, more maturity. God keeps on giving to a person who keeps on hearing. 
You understand that? To you who keep on hearing, God will keep giving and God will keep giving. For him who has, to him will more be given. But to him that has not, what is all this has and has not stuff here? He who has, has what? Ears that keep on hearing. The whole essence and the whole purpose of that verse of scripture and that parable is the hearing ear. It is the key to everything. God doesn't change. Satan doesn't change. The word doesn't change. The pastor, you can't change him, but you can change yourself. And you can move from hard ground to great ground. And even at great ground, you can keep growing from 30 to 60 to 100 fold. You can keep moving up the chart here when it comes to vessels, starting out with vessels of dishonor all the way to vessels of honor. You can keep changing, but you've got to have one thing and one thing going for you. No matter what happens, come hell or high water, pastor quits, youth director runs off of so-and-so, somebody steals money from the church, some famous evangelist has a major crash and fall, you realize something, I'm going to keep on hearing because the word hasn't changed. That pastor was responsible for himself. I'm not responsible for him. I'm responsible for me. And so you keep on hearing the word of God to you, more shall be given. But for he who has, has what? Hearing ears, more shall be given to him. But he who has not, has not what? Hearing ears from him shall be taken even that which he has. In other words, here's the key to the parable. The one who keeps on hearing, God keeps giving more. To the one who stops hearing, Satan comes and takes away that which he already has. It's so simple. It's not God that is your problem. And really, in essence, it's not Satan that's your problem. It's you and your attitude toward the word of God. Hearing ears, you give God authority to give you more as you keep on hearing and you give Satan authority to steal what God has given when you quit hearing. The issue is not the God who gives. The issue is not Satan who steals. The issue is the attitude of your heart to keep on hearing. Make up your mind. I'm going to be a hearing Christian. I've got ears to hear and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Increased faith comes by increased hearing and increased hearing comes by the word of God. So what is this whole thing trying to teach you? Satan will do everything he can to get you to quit hearing the word of God and everything he can do to get you away from the place where the word of God is taught. The local church becomes a major issue in this parable. And we're gonna take it up from even another parable yet to come. The way Satan keeps you from the word of God is the same way he keeps you from the place that teaches the word of God, which is the local church. The very things he uses to try to steal the word from you. If he can steal the word from you, he has an open door to rob you of everything that you have and make a disaster out of you. Listen, he doesn't want you to get saved, but if you do get saved, he'll do everything he can do to keep you from becoming a disciple because a disciple wins souls and brings others to the Lord. The difference between a convert and a disciple is this, a convert is going to heaven, but a disciple takes many others with him. This is what Satan doesn't want. If he's lost you, he'll grit his teeth. He hates it, but you know what? The next thing he'll do is try to get you not to win other people to the Lord, not to live a good life in front of them, not to be an influence in other people's lives. And so again, the four types of ground that we have studied are the hearts of believers. All four are believers and they all come to church. Let's talk about them. What is the hard ground? Non-hearing 
ground. They just don't listen. They attend, but they don't listen to the word of God. How about stones? Well, because of stones, they can't have roots. They go down so far and they hit the stones or the obstacles in their own life, the prejudices they have in their own life. But instead of digging those things up and working on them so they can hear more of the word of God, they quit. Thorns. Thorns get caught up in the cares of this world. Man, they look at their car, they want a better car, they've got this other stuff, they want better this, they want better that. Uh, they get caught up in the, do I'm not gonna have a job tomorrow? They worry about everything. Worry is one of the major things and after a while, they quit the church. But the good ground has made up their mind. I'm gonna keep on hearing, keep on hearing, keep on hearing because the rest of my life is gonna be me growing and increasing from 30-fold to 60-fold and finally to 100-fold following the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, I want to admonish you. All this is made possible. My teaching is made possible because of partners, and I thank you very much for being a partner with me. Again, I just want to admonish you. There's going to be another plea on here for partners because you know what? I love partners. They are what hold my hands up. They like, like Moses. You hold up my hands so that we can win the victory together. And so I want you to become a partner with me. If you've been listening for any length of time, evaluate this. Is this ministry worth supporting? So again, go on my website, bobyandian.com. You'll find a place where you can become a partner with me in this preaching forth of the word of God to make more and more disciples for the Lord Jesus Christ, to help raise up a new generation of disciples and good Christians. See you right after the break. The early church saw great success by continuing in the Word of God. Success in your walk with God is found when you continue in His Word. God wants you to have an abundant entrance into heaven, and that is only possible as you become a disciple of Jesus and study His Word. In this seven-part teaching by Bob Yandian, you'll gain insight into the importance of the Word for success in your daily life as a child of God. Lessons include, Why do we go to church? power and refreshing, overcoming offenses, excuses and reasons, the cost of discipleship, the cost of commitment, and the lifestyle of a disciple. To order Continue in the Word, visit our website at bobbyendian.com. A new book just came in. I've been waiting on this book, Theology Simplified. This is a class I teach at Karis Bible College, and I've been waiting to put this into a book. It's eight different theological terms that sound difficult, but actually are very simple. I just simply think the Bible sometimes is filled with complicated sounding words, but you break it down, it becomes very simple. This book is called Theology Simplified. Let me tell you what all that covers. It covers predestination. It covers reconciliation and sanctification. It covers glorification, justification. Redemption, propitiation, and election are all covered in this book. And again, big words with simple meanings. I bring it down to you. Go to my website, bobtheandian.com. You'll find how you can have a copy for yourself. Blessings upon blessings to you. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. All right, let's break this down and talk about the four different types of ground that we find there because we also find four different types of vessels 
in chapter two of Second Timothy. And so we're comparing those two, but let's get back to it because again, all four are types of believers that come to church. We have the hard ground. Let's talk about that. The hard ground is found in verses 14 and 15. And if you wanna go back to Mark chapter four with me, you can. We again are taking a look at verses 13 down through 25, but let's isolate some verses and talk about each of the types of ground. In verses 14 and 15, it says this, the sower sows the word. And these are those by the wayside where the word is sown. And when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. This is hard ground. That on the wayside is where the person walks, all right? And over here is where they have tilled up the ground, softened the ground, get it prepared for sowing the word of God. But as the seed is scattered, of course, some of it falls over here on the hard ground. And it says, now again, as long as it's ground, it is believers, but there's different conditions of hearts of each believer. And so again, it says, these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes the word that was sown in their heart. Where the word is sown, it says they heard it, but basically it's just a surface hearing. They might hear him, but they don't understand it. The most important thing is not just to let the sound come in your ear, but to accept it and then also to begin to use it. And notice what it says here. If they don't take it in and they don't receive it, Satan comes immediately and takes away the seed that was sown in their heart. Why is this important? Well, there's always this thing. I've heard it taught before. Well, you know, back in churches where we have praise and worship, we have the word of God and Satan can't come in there and, and demons can't come into church. They have to wait in the parking lot out here, you know, for us to get out because they can't come into the presence of God. Ha, huh? are you kidding Demons come to church. Satan comes to church. Don't tell me this thing that you've never come to church and had a bad thought, that you didn't have some temptation come across you. All right. Some girl sees a good looking guy walk in. Whoa. And some guy sees a good looking girl walk. Aha. Uh -huh, look at that. And someone sees a rich businessman. The first thing, how can I take advantage of him? Those are satanic, demonic thoughts that come to you. Demons come to church. Satan comes to church. I've had people tell me, Pastor, I saw angels in the church today. I said, well, of course, angels come where the worship of God is. In fact, the Bible says angels even desire to look in the things we look into because they're living in the church age today, which they had no comprehension of back in the Old Testament. And the revelation we have today, angels can't receive it. They did back there in the Old Testament, but in the new age, the age we're in today, the church age, they don't understand what everything we do. So again, angels come to church, but I've also had people tell me, pastor, I saw a demon sitting over on the, I don't doubt it because demons come to church. I don't care if demons come to church. You say, why? They have to endure praise and worship. The praises of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit, they have to stand there with their hands in their ears and hate what's going on. But man, when the word of God is first begin to preach, they go to work. And what's the first ones they head for? Any hard ground. What's a piece of hard ground look like? Well, they sit in church like this. They might've participated in some worship. They look around and see who's here, but the moment the word starts, they're out, they're asleep. I can't tell you how many times I've said, open up your Bibles and heads just went like this and they go to sleep. Listen, if you go to sleep, that's fine. Just don't snore. That's all I'm asking for, okay? But these people don't receive the word of God. And how quickly does Satan come and take the word that was sown in their hearts? Immediately. If you do not immediately receive the word, Satan will immediately steal it. If you do immediately receive the word, Satan has to go around to other ways to try to take away the word sown in your heart. And that will be the other types of ground. 
Some people come to church not because they want to come to church. It's amazing how many men come to church to meet women. Women come to church to meet men. And uh, businessmen come so they can see if they can get business opportunities. They try to find out from the church how they can again use their business in the church. They don't come for any other reason than total self-centeredness. This is hard ground. But you know what? There's times I've wished. I mean, I've seen them and they come to church. They've been there for even a couple of three years and they just don't change. They don't understand the word. They argue over everything. They're just hard hearted. And I've often wished I had some seed in there that was bad seed. And I could throw that to them and throw the good seed to people that mattered. No, no, no. God is a God of grace. And just like the gospel is preached to everybody, even to people that won't receive him, it's still preached to them. It's the same way with the word of God. I sow the word of God to those who hear the word of God and to those that don't hear the word of God, to those that receive it and don't receive it. Why? Because the word of God is for everybody. And my prayer is that one day somebody at this hard ground will be facing a situation, open up his heart, hear the word of God and start growing out of a hard ground and becoming better ground. So that's what we have. Let's go to the stony ground. That's the next one. This is found in verses 16 and 17. These are those likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word of God, immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. I want you to notice some things about this. It says that when the word is being sown, as it's being scattered across it, some don't hear it all. Some, you know, it kind of sets on their ear, but never settles in. That's the hard ground. And Satan can steal the word immediately. But I want you to notice what happens when you immediately hear the word of God and receive it with gladness. It goes on to say, Satan has to work through other means to try to get that word out of you. It's not that he hates you. He hates the word. Don't give me this thing, well, God's after your, you know, your great singing ability because he knows that you're anointed by God. Listen, Satan could care less if you can sing good or bad. If you can sing good, he wants you out there singing for himself. It's not your talent he's after. He's after a heart that opens up and receives the word of God. Next of all, again, it says, if you immediately receive it with gladness, in this verse, but they didn't endure. Why? Because they have no root in themselves. Because there are stones under the ground, which can't be seen, the roots can only go down so far and then they hit this stone. Oh yes, above it, you see something coming out of the ground, but you can't see what's going on in their heart underneath it. Oh, they've received the word, but the moment the word in them is met with the circumstances of life, what happens? It says they had no root in themselves. They only endure for a time. And afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. I want you to notice why persecution comes, not because you're so great, not because you're so talented, not because, oh, I'm glad I accepted Jesus, but you know what? I had offers in the world to become a movie star, a rock star, whatever it was, president of a company, but I gave all that up for Jesus. And you know what? You sound just like the Jews who went into the uh, wilderness. All they talked about was how great Egypt used to be. Man, you've been born again, set on the right track, and now start taking in the 
the word of God. And you might've been the highest echelon of unbelievers out there. Now you think you're the lowest in the body of Christ. You still took a step up because to be the lowest member of the body of Christ is far better than being the highest ranking sinner on this earth. Even Paul said that. He said, I was the chief among sinners. Everybody loved me. But now that I'm born again, I am less than the least of all saints. But you know what? He still took a step up. Notice what happens. They receive the word for a time, but afterwards when affliction and persecution arises because of the word, the more word they get in, the more of a target they are for Satan, immediately they are offended. I wanna bring out some points on an offense. Number one, I'm gonna give you three points on this, okay? The first point on an offense of this, an offense is a molehill that gets magnified into a mountain. It's not usually over someone committing adultery or stealing money out of the church. It's got to do with carpet colors, wall colors. We have pews instead of chairs. Churches today don't have pews, they have chairs. I don't like the color of the pews. I don't like the color of the chairs. The sound system is too loud. Oh, it's not loud enough. The auditorium is too cold. No, the auditorium is too hot. We sing too many hymns or we don't sing enough hymns. We sing too many new songs. I get tired of all the new songs. Well, listen, all these things are things that might rub your flesh the wrong way, but get over it. The main thing you are there for is fellowship with the people, but number one is also the word of God. We stand too long. The servants should end sooner. People become offended at me personally. They don't like my clothes, the car I drive, the decisions over futures of church. This is the pastor speaking. I'm the pastor. I've had people become offended at me. They don't like my personality. They think I labor on some points too much. They don't like the clothes I wear. I've had people tell me, one lady said, I don't like, you know, that shirt you wore. Well, I didn't wear it because you liked it. And on top of that, you you must not have heard the word if you were staring at my shirt through the whole message. Why didn't you hear the word? I've had people not like the car I drive. I mean, there was a time I bought a Mercedes one time. I'd always wanted one, but the point of it was I didn't even buy a new one. I bought a used one and paid less for it than some of these guys with their new Cadillacs or driving their new Buicks or driving something else new. I paid less, but oh, they didn't see that pastor bought a Mercedes. And I had four or five families leave the church because I bought a Mercedes. Well, I ask you a question. What difference does it matter what I drive? It does not matter. What I drive isn't important. Now, if what I drive affects my teaching of the word of God, we've got a problem. If I become so engrossed in my new car that I don't have time to study and my my sermons go downhill, then you have a problem. You're not here because of what I drive and I don't come to church because of what you drive. I don't care about the decisions over the future of the church as far as it comes to you. I make those things because I want to do what's right for the people. But on top of that, you don't like the decisions I made over the church. You are here for one major purpose, to listen to the word of God. Because whatever car I drive does not affect you spiritually. Whatever kind of car you drive doesn't affect you spiritually. Why not let me drive the car I want to drive? You drive the car you want to drive. I dress like I want to dress. You dress like you want to dress. And let's come for the major purpose and that is to be in the presence of God and grow in the word of God. An offense didn't happen to everyone. It only happened to you. Oh, the pastor didn't say hi to me in the hallway. The youth director has something against my teenager. The praise and worship leader, you know, he used to like my voice and tell me how good I see. Now he ignored me. 
Your class had a party and didn't invite you. Oh, these are like major things to people. But you understand, there's times when things come up in other people's lives, but instead of giving them a break, I remember one time I did a I did a I did a a, a funeral on Saturday of a major person in the church, and my my thinking was they were too young to die. I still thought about the next morning, and I understood. I walked by a person, and they said hi to me, and I didn't even hear them. My brain was somewhere else, and they got offended. Pastor doesn't like me. They built a mountain out of a molehill, and later on I found out about. It, said, "Ma'am, I'm sorry, but I was thinking about someone the day before." She said, "Oh, I didn't know that. See, you got to give people a break." Because again, we're human beings. I'm not perfect, I'm not God. You might think I'm the fourth member of the Godhead and I ain't. It's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, period. Bob's not even a member of that. I can tell you this though, you respect the word that's being taught. And so again, we'll take this up next time we come back. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.